Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Osmosis Roundtable, Biddle Season, hosted by Flipside Crypto. Let's take a listen. What's going on, everybody? Hey, how's it going? Doing good, Connor. This is Edwin. I'll be talking from the Orbital Command account here. Nice. Hey everyone. Hi Edwin. Good to see you again. Connor, good to see you. Yeah, you too, man. Hey guys. This is Aaron on the flip side account. Sorry, I was uh, resolving some some last minute logistical details. How are we doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, just looking forward to this discussion. Just currently relocating myself so that I don't get any feedback <laughs> in the background. There's a, some music going on in my house, but. Yeah, everything's good. How are y'all doing? Can't complain. Excited to to get into it with everyone. Speaking of, we're going to give it just a couple more minutes for any other speakers to file in. Um, and then at any point during this call, if anybody in the audience feels like uh, making a comment or asking a question, feel free to raise your hand um, with that little button down in the bottom uh, left corner, and we will let you on stage when it's time. So thanks so much for joining us. And yeah, we'll we'll get started in just a couple of seconds. Quick mic check from my side also. Hey, everybody. Happy to be here. What's going on, Akio? Hey, everyone. Good to be here. Hey, what's up, Bravo? I think we've got everybody here. So um, do we want to kick this off with just some quick introductions? Everybody want to um, uh, let's let Deeps back up. But yeah, we can uh, basically go down the speaker list and you can feel free to unmute and take a minute to let everybody know um, who you are, why you're here, and why they should follow you. Yeah, I guess I can start. Um, yeah, so I am Connor. I work at Flipside on our protocol advocacy team. Um, within that role, I specifically work with our um, IBC Cosmos clients, uh, Osmosis and Axelar. Uh, hopefully that client set grows in 2023, but uh, we've been making a ton of great um, relationships within the broader Cosmos ecosystem. So the reason why you should follow me is because I work with many of the people on this speaker list um, to deliver awesome analytics and insights for Osmosis and help you know unveil the narratives going on and the growth behind Osmosis in you know this bear market and how we're going to set ourselves up to you know be a major storyline in 2023. I'll pass it over to Edwin. A little popcorn here. Yeah, thank you for that, Connor. So my name is Edwin. I am representing Orbital Command today. We are a validator for Osmosis, and our goal is to continue to provide uh, valuable information wherever we can. One of the things that we do is a weekly thread that 
Deeps puts together for us, just gathering the different highlights of the uh, different protocols that are building on top of osmosis and anything new that's happening at the infra level or covering any important governance, right? So just being aware of what's going on within the osmosis ecosystem. Um, and then also, you know, here with Flipside, uh, we wanted to uh, see if we can partner with them and figure out ways that we can ask questions uh, that um, would be valuable for the osmosis community. And uh, that way, you know, as uh, members that use the chain, we can figure out figure out the best ways to um, to use our osmosis tokens, right? And so we're looking forward to just building a, a long-term relationship here with Flipside and then also with the other validators and community members. And uh, just so we can just figure out ways to to make sure that the osmosis community knows what's going on with the chain, right? And stays informed and educated and ready for uh, whatever is happening within the ecosystem. Deems, if you want to go next. Sure. Yeah, I'll go next. Hard to follow up on that, right? But um, another member of the Orbital Command here, uh, Deebs. And uh, right, I, so I do a lot of writing, as Edwin mentioned. So I'll, I'll do some writing for Orbital Command, the Osmosis Weekly threads. Um, I also do threads of my own. So I guess kind of like the the one-liner is like, I'll be your reporter on Osmosis, Terra, and other Cosmos ecosystems. So I help you stay up to date. And really, if I see anything interesting in Cosmos, DeFi, you know, I'm I'm going to write about it. And uh, I love to collaborate and work with other people. So, you know, happy to join on with some some great minds in this space and, you know, just meet new people because that's half the fun of DeFi. I can go next. Um, I'm Jessica. I am another member of the Flipside team. I work on both the data team and the governance team. However, I've kind of transcended into the role of like doer of things IBC and a little bit into Solana rather than have a strict role. I'm involved with a little bit of BizDev, a little bit of participating in governance for Juno, the Cosmos Hub, and soon to be Evmos, as well as building out some of Flipside's IBC data tables. And why you should follow me on Twitter. If you like Flipside Alpha and you also like bad quality memes, maybe you should follow me. And if you don't like those things, then uh, maybe I'm not your best follow. I might be uh, outing myself here, but personally, I think the memes are top tier quality and you're underselling them. Jess is one of my favorite Twitter follows. That's a fact. (laughs) Top memes. (laughs) Um, I guess I can go next. Can everyone hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Robo. Um, I'm with the Osmosis Support Lab. Uh, we're a community-run uh, organization that uh, helps with community support and operations um, for Osmosis. Um, I'm also a member of the com- review committee for um, the Osmosis Grants Program, and I run the uh, Osmosis Community Updates blog on Medium. Um, why sh- why should you follow me jeez uh, <laughs> uh i guess uh you know follow me for very occasional uh well educational content and uh very frequent shit posting and uh making people angry <laughs> uh, i can close this and i can agree on the angry pad robo i don't know why <laughs> you can always you have a good touch to triggering people 
Um, yeah, my name is Dan Kuar. Uh, you can find me on different socials, be it on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, creating content about Web3. That's how I get started into the space beginning of 2021. Um, in the meantime, I built a validator business with my dear friend Stike from Austria. We are right now, I think, on 15 mainnet lives, also on the Osmosis chain, which has been our third chain to go live as a validator and still proud to be running there. Um, for myself, I'm contributing to different projects, uh, has been a few out there. I'm also working as an analyst for the first Austrian Web3 hedge fund and other stuff in there. And yeah, just happy to be around here and looking forward to this roundtable. Amazing. Thanks all for uh, showing up to this space. It's going to be a really exciting one. Um, before we do get started on the topics at hand, I wanted to take a quick sec to also shout out a pinned uh, thread up at the top of the space, um, we, in partnership with Orbital Command, are giving away $250 worth of Osmo token. Um, and the point of this is to sort of celebrate innovation in the space, right? It's hard enough to stick around in a bear market um, when sentiment is low. Obviously, token prices have risen a little bit lately, but I think the more key aspect there uh, beyond you know market uh, action is the fact that real applications are being built toward real use cases by really cool people. And so we want to take a, a second with this space and with this giveaway to, to refocus on what's most important, what's going to pull us through. Uh, bear markets are for building after all. So go ahead and retweet uh, that thread at the top if you want to participate or just spread the love. Uh, thanks, guys. Okay. Well, after calling that out, I suppose we can segue right into the convo. Um, I was actually sent an interesting document this morning that I kind of want to use to ask you guys a question. Um, so as you know, or if you don't, um, I'll pin them right now. Orbital Command actually does weekly uh, updates on the uh, Osmosis ecosystem, as well as others like, you know, covering Luna, Classic, and uh, 2.0, say. And so um, I'm going to pin their most recent one. Go ahead and check that out. And I kind of want to do like a quick sentiment check and ask you guys, how are you feeling about um, where things are situated in the space right now? Is there anything that's sort of top of mind that you guys are excited for, focused on? Um, it's kind of an open question, but intentionally so that we can see uh, what's sentiment like for, for you guys at Orbital? Yeah, for sure. So one thing that I am excited about um, recently was the addition of Rapmatic on Osmosis. And one thing I think I saw maybe Emperor um, share this, but the idea that Polygon has a lot going on in their ecosystem right now, right? They're, they have a strong a BD team that has been supporting legacy brands and, and big Web2 companies to use polygon in the back end and so the idea that there's a easy connection between osmosis and polygon i think creates just a, a easier way to onboard people that are curious and are getting started in web3 in general right and i think that's the the power of osmosis here that they have been able to become the 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 one of the most known chains in Cosmos because of their ability to essentially work with every other blockchain that exists, right? And so now just building the easier uh, bridge with Polygon, I think that presents a lot of more opportunities 
for for us here that are on osmosis and on cosmos to to look for ways to onboard people from polygon as well for example yeah and um i, I think that's a great point edwin and i'll and i'll kind of tag team here as well i think i think one of the concerns that was floating around through the osmosis community and you know even just osmo holders in general was you know inflation right like what are we going to do about inflationary incentives on osmosis and, and i will say i think like after a lot of the discussion and things that i've been reading this week particularly focus on concentrated liquidity i think it has quelled a lot of those concerns of mine and hopefully a lot of other people's uh, and we can dive into the reason why that is um, but just the fact that you know the team is hyper focused on you know bringing in more efficient ways more efficient uses of liquidity so that they can long-term lower um, incentives on liquidity pools and and kind of protect some of their core, um, I guess, users, right, which are Osmo holders and stakers, um, as well as traders. Because, you know, Sonny made this point uh, in the spaces that, yes, they started as a pure AMM to bootstrap liquidity, but at the end of the day, Osmosis is focused as their primary customer is traders but then also their Osmo holders and stakers. So I guess to really hear that from the team um, and to really for them to explain the new ways that they're, they're going to protect those Osmo holders and stakers definitely made me a lot more like, you know, bullish in a bear market right now and a lot more confident in the team. So I think that was just kind of like one of the big things I wanted to bring up this week. Yeah, I think that... Um... There's a lot of chatter, I guess, just like Cosmos and, and IBC as a whole, there's always chatter about, you know, maybe maybe we're over-governed and, you know, the governance is, is a roadblock or bottleneck in a lot of ways. And I think that over the last week or so, we've kind of, you know, seen a ton of governance discussion around um, Johnny's automatic staking of LP rewards um, forum post. And, and just other things that are going through governance right now. But I think it's like, what's great to see is that osmosis as a whole, like, uh, whichever way you fall on that, or just any of the more recent, you know, forum posts or, or, or governance votes, I think it's really nice to see that the osmosis core team has continued to build and ship in the bear market, you know, with the next V13 upgrade, that'll be two upgrades in the last, what, three months. Um, I feel like there's this concerted effort with things like stable swaps, concentrated liquidity, uh, trying to fix the inflation issues uh, to really, you know, get our house in order, so to speak, to make the, you know, to make us poised to to capitalize on the next bull run. So, you know, despite all of the back and forth and not animosity, but definitely heated debates going on between people on what seems like every single, you know, governance post that comes up, I think ultimately it's net bullish because you know, everyone in the ecosystem is is trying to push forward and and get osmosis, you know, in the best place, like I said, to capitalize uh, come come the next bull run. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. I'm just going to plug one of our listeners, Dobby, the other monkey on this call is our osmosis governance core contributor. But osmosis governance does make me extremely bullish um, just because there is so much and you do have a lot of participation from that core team. Because I think that even though it might end up being a bit of a bottleneck to have to take everything to governance, it's very, very important that your core group of users is very well educated on the protocol. 
And I've seen in Ethland and in some other protocols, they actually try to shield their main users from governance discussion, and this isn't good. So while it might cause some growing pains, it might cause some absolute like shit-tier arguments on the forums that don't really need to happen. I see governance for osmosis in kind of a grumpy teenage year, and that this user base will become our next set of developers or our next set of whales, power users, whatever, that in the next bull go on and really evangelize the protocol and lead to even further growth. Yeah, I think that's such an amazing take, um, you know, that basically governance is, is more than just shaping the direction of the protocol. It's growing the user base and educating and, and just creating a generally more sophisticated user base. Um, I, Ethereum has that and it's well established, but it's not necessarily as inclusive. And I feel that that's kind of what we're fostering here. It's, and it's kind of a pretty awesome thing. Yeah, I think it's interesting, like the various channels in which all of these discussions happen. It's well, first the pace and just the and and all of the locations that all of this is happening. It's extremely difficult to keep up. I don't know, you know, if it wasn't for the likes of Orbital Command and Jess and Ian and, and Doctor, it's like I thank God we have so many people covering everything that's going on because it's it's dizzying at times the amount of, of discourse going on over you know, even the simplest of of governance votes, you know? You're accusing me of being fully caught up? What is this? <laughs> Speaking of, um, I don't know if anyone's seen it yet, but there was a proposal put on Commonwealth um, just this morning by Johnny um, looking at potentially reducing the overall osmosis emissions, um, you know, entirely. And there are a couple different plans up right now, but... Um, one of them is to increase the frequency of third innings, which would, it looks like have the uh, effect of reducing the max supply by about 25%. Um, another one of those is uh, potentially just doing a one-off happening, uh, you know, now, which would cut the, um, cut the max supply even further. Hey, um, I, I think that's really interesting. And I, and I hadn't seen it, Robo, but um, maybe it would be beneficial, at least for for people in our audience who maybe don't know about like the Osmo mission schedule, for you to just explain what the like um, you know the thirdening is, right? Like you know how they're doing that with the missions. Yeah. So so basically, um, Osmo is is essentially very highly inflationary at um, at the outset, and just like um, Bitcoin has halvings, which means um, you know the issuance of new Bitcoin cuts in half every four years. Um, osmosis has annual thirdings, and that effectively means that every year, um, currently it's on June, I believe, nineteenth of every year, um, the issuance of new Osmo gets cut by one third. Uh, and so this this has the overall effect of having it gradually uh, reduce in inflation as it reaches its eventual um, max supply of of one billion tokens. And so this proposal is kind of aiming at um, you know maybe adjusting that emission schedule slightly. It's you know Johnny's very much uh, saying, hey, we're you know this is just to spark a discussion. Um, you know, don't everyone run around with your hair on fire. Uh, but I, I think it's important, you know, to at least start talking about this um, because inflation is is something that, um, at least in the short term, matters. Um, so it's worth looking at. Just something to add there. Um, at least that always throws me off, but maybe that's just a language thing that cannot be fixed in English. 
for me, there is a big difference between inflation, which chains like the Cosmos Hub has with Atom, Injective has with the uh, INJ token. They have true inflation, right? So they had an initial supply amount that has been distributed as a token allocation, but the chain itself truly mints new token. Osmosis, Juno, or also Bitcoin, as we all know, is not like that, right? There's a finite supply, and that finite supply is distributed over a while, which is happening for um, Osmo here as an example. And while maybe this uh, supply right now, uh, I, I call it a redistribution instead of an inflation, that redistribution amount is maybe pretty high right now in comparison to others. But at the same time, I'm putting out that that means that this kind of helps to decentralize the protocol, which has been always the main idea for Osmosis, as an example, or for Juno. Um, it's pretty interesting that sometimes that come, it's compared to other tokenomics where they said, we are not inflationary, we are not putting out the tokens. The question that we need to ask is like, who holds them then, if you are right now not kind of decentrally bringing it into the market? And that's something that I think is not that easy to just say, because there are other tokenomics, but maybe after a year, 100% is basically distributed, nothing hits the market officially. But that means that most likely the team, people close to the team, initial investors are holding 40 to 80% of the token. Uh, and it's pretty easy to identify there some examples. So that's why I personally don't like the word inflation, if it doesn't mean that there's new tokens truly minted over time where we have examples in Cosmos. I know it's controversial, but uh, just wanted to add that as a point there. Yeah, I think I think you highlighted something that's that's super important. Um, we have with this inflation structure or, or you know, uh, release structure, I think probably a good word as well. Um, it kind of creates a friction between short-term Osmo holders and long-term Osmo holders. Because if you're a long-term holder, you're thinking along the lines of this 1 billion token max supply. Um, and, you know, in the meantime, you're just accumulating more tokens. If you're a short-term holder looking to exit, um, that inflation does matter, right? Because it's driving down the, the Osmo price in the short term. More emissions means more people are selling. Um, and I think it's, a, it's an important point to make because uh, that friction is something that we should be looking at and trying to align uh, the interests of, of short-term and, and long-term holders. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And and thank you for pointing this out. Like um, Deep said, I didn't see this until today. Um, I do, you know, I think it's kind of difficult to take all of these. Sorry, my dog is playing with a squeaky toy at the worst time. Sorry. Uh, I think it is difficult to sort of take all of these different proposals and figure out, you know, what the best path forward is, right? You have you know, this proposal or just discussion, right? Not necessarily on-chain um, binding governance proposal, but this discussion with the automated, you know, LP staking discussion with the, you know, the research, the research that Hathor is doing with, um, you know, LP incentivization models, all of that stuff like as a whole is, I feel like trying to get to the same place, but they all have different trade-offs. So I feel like, I don't know. I just find it a bit difficult to take all of these things, you know, one by one without sort of talking about how they all you know, interact with each other. And I don't really feel like we do that enough. What do you guys think about that? I guess maybe just a point of a clarification, like when you say like how they interact with each other, are you talking about like the different proposals? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like the automated taking of LP rewards. You know, it's it's kind of 
that is one discussion that's being had in silo and not in how it relates to, you know, changes the incentivization incentivization model of LPing and concentrated liquidity. And like all of these things are super related to each other. And it's this overall, you know, driving force to get osmosis into a better place. But I feel like when one thing hits, you know, the governance, uh, sorry, the forum, um, you know, people just sort of attack that one thing and don't take into, uh, don't take everything else, you know, uh, into, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting what I'm trying to say here, but they don't <laughs> no, take anything else into account. Into account is what I was trying to say. Thank you. Yeah, no, we totally got you, Connor. I, I and I think the reason why is because it's hard, right? It's, it's hard, let alone to like wrap your mind around like one of these concepts, like concentrated liquidity or the, the proposal you kept bringing up, you know, kind of like the, um, the auto staking of, of LP rewards, but I mean, who knows? Maybe we can we can do it today. And and you've brought that one up uh, twice now, Connor. So I'm guessing you're pretty interested in it. I'm interested in it too, and I know Robo is. So maybe um, maybe we can have a little bit of a deeper discussion today. How did you how did you feel about that proposal? Um, like, what were your thoughts on it? Like, were you strongly in, in for or against? Um. So candidly, I, my LP positions are just a small percentage of my overall token holdings. I feel like I'm kind of in a minority there where I'm not like maximizing my yield per se, but a lot of my tokens are mainly just staked with validators. So I feel like this doesn't really impact me as much as some other people. Um, I saw that there was a lot of chatter about how, you know, most, uh, most people use their LP rewards for different purposes. They don't necessarily, you know, add back into that same LP position. They don't necessarily stake those rewards. They kind of use it as um, those rewards as like a slush fund almost maybe enter into new positions and whatnot. Um, I feel like I just sort of add to those positions uh, casually. So I would probably like the ability to continue doing that rather than having them go to a validator set. Um, the one piece that I did you know, find kind of interesting is this, um, you know, this opt out mechanism versus opt in mechanism that people keep talking about. Um, and I, for one, feel like an opt out is probably the best way forward, just because um, I feel like we find ourselves talking constantly in the forums and in the telegram channels to the people that care the most about the ecosystem. And obviously, those people are the most active or you have a giant like passive set of people that probably aren't claiming their rewards and, and rolling those into the validators and helping, you know, strengthen the security of the ecosystem probably makes more sense, but I don't know. Donkey, did you, did you have a thought there? I saw a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a, could you say DeFi freedom maxi, right? I, I believe in all the kind of values that we represent here in DeFi and that means permissionless, uh, nobody tells you what to do. Um, you have the freedom to move your assets to different chains and so forth. And for me, that means specifically also that any kind of reward you get, you can do the same stuff. Because if you get a reward, um, there are thousands of different things that you can do with this. I'll break it down into four different categories. Uh, either you can, for example, if you get a reward specifically in a Cosmos uh, chain, because that's hopefully the native asset from the chain, you can stake it. Uh, you can reinvest it into the uh, LP pool, which, yes, breaks it up at least 50% into the other asset. Uh, you can sell it, um, you can hold it, or you can basically mix it up between at least those four cases. And there are more cases and more complex uh, ones. And 
basically uh, wrapping that up and saying this is not possible because it's now also bonded, uh, I think doesn't make sense. Maybe if you take a look at the numbers, yes, there are anyway a lot of people like also me that don't even claim that often and do it every now and then. Others use, um, I don't know, LP auto compounders, which would basically defy also their own service because they couldn't truly have that service at all anymore. Um, there are other leverage protocols and products that are coming long term also trying to use that kind of reward. So that's why I think like it doesn't feel very DeFi. Yeah, respecting the DeFi values by making this happen. I see where this comes from and being a fan myself of the ecosystem, it most likely will help. But I would say there are other ways to make Osmo, if that's a problem in terms of selling pressure, more sticky to turn around. So I think that won't truly help. And as I said, it's just against what I understand, one of the basic DeFi values to be able to do whatever you want with your stuff and that nobody also judges you. Yeah. So I think it's about more than just sell pressure, right? I, I would go as far as to say that the majority of users of Osmosis want this feature. Um, and the reason I say that is like when I, when I first saw this proposal, I, I was also like, well, wait a minute, you know, my, <laughs> my freedom. Right. Um, but I, you have to recognize, like, I think everyone speaking here is probably a DeFi power user. I, I, I know I certainly am. Um, but that's not the perspective that we need to be looking at this from. We need to be looking at this from not only what does the protocol want, um, you know, to create, and, but also who the end user is, right? So Osmosis is always meant to be this like user experience forward, um, you know, thinking protocol. And if the majority of users are coming to the protocol, passively adding liquidity and letting it sit and just accrue rewards, I think they would want a way to have those rewards also earn their own rewards instead of having to come online every day. Um, you know, end users are also not too keen on third party um, auto compounders. And for power users, there's a solution. I mean, you know, it's I know that the yield most team has already been talking about this, uh, creating a an auto unstaker um, that will essentially, you know, auto unstake rewards uh, every day. And so after a 14 day delay, you'll have a continuous um, stream of rewards just like you did before as a power user. So it, it doesn't overly impede the power user flow, but it does vastly improve the general user flow, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing to that it improves it for the ones who wants to use it. But I don't know how basically enforcing to opt out uh, is helping this because if the vast majority of the users wants to use this, use this, let them use them. Great. If that's true, they will just opt in and make the opt-in as easy as possible. The moment you use the feature, say, hey, by the way, you want to auto-stake this? Just say yes. Easy as that. But um, from a user perspective, it's always better to give, get the freedom of choice. So it's an opt-in. I, I haven't heard any reason yet from you while saying that people want this, yeah, then let them prove that they want this by opting in. Um, opt-in is the easier way. Uh, Opt-out is the enforced way. And um, I think, so uh, maybe I can ask you again, so what is the upside of opt-in against opt-out? Because that it's a good feature, that's both ways a good feature. And if people want to use it, they should use it. Yeah, so uh, to be clear, I think that um, that even opt out might not be ideal, like or opt in or opt out. It's, you know, just force this and have a third party protocol, um, you know, 
be the kind of opt-out mechanism. But I could see as a compromise um, opt-out being the ideal solution. And the reason for that is because power users are more likely to click the button, just period, right? Um, you don't want, I, I disagree that it's better user experience to give users more choice. Um, oftentimes for just the standard user, they want things to be as simple and as streamlined as possible. So that's my justification for opt-out versus opt-in. Because I mean, all of us are gonna find and click that button. But not all generic, you know, users are going to do that. The button is just the moment you provide liquidity. It appears there. So why would kind of how can you not find it? You you need to say yes or no to provide liquidity, um, or, or whatever misunderstanding. Yeah. So I mean, it would that look like a toggle of you know it's it it's just a matter of adding an extra click, right? And so if that adding that extra click results in you know. 10% uh, of people not doing it, why, why would we want to do that, I guess, is the better solution when 100% of power users that want to opt out will. And that's pretty much a, a certainty. Uh, I, logically, that doesn't make sense because if you said that the 10% miss it, they missed it on purpose because they saw the button, right? Um, I mean, we could go in circles like a thousand times, but um, I think there are amazing UI UX designers out there that um, have found thousands of amazing ways that I can find the right button right now on this iPhone uh, in ways that no nobody has envisioned before. I think that's not a not a problem. I said, I think, what are the reasons for a user to use this? More yield, totally fine. Explaining him that reason, also fine. Um, it's anyway more yield, so why shouldn't somebody do this? But um, I think it's in terms of um, composability of the rewards itself, because I personally need to say selling is nothing bad by any means at all, right? If people want to, for example, sell it all day, all time, which could also be a hardcore user, but that possibility needs to stay uh, in place. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to bring up here some of the enemies of the year as Do Kwon, but uh, one of the most impressive, I think, quotes that came up from this crazy last year was when he was asked by um, Zach Guzman in the first interview, um, do you see kind of this as an attack? And if so, do you have a problem with that? And he said, no, because if somebody sees an opportunity to short, let him short. That's just the market and it's fair play. So that's why here I would see the same um, because I see mostly this is about right protecting the selling pressure, which is fine. Um, because if 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 you say right now anyway that power uses uh, or not power users will anyway just let the rewards there. It's even better for all the power users and the people invested because the ones that restake get even a higher upside um, of using the service correctly and increasing their stack against of anybody else. So that's why I, I don't see any downside at all um, by opting in. But anyway, um, I don't need to push this further as a point. I think I made my point here. Yeah, I, I think uh, we don't we don't need to monopolize the conversation, but I think both both points have kind of gotten across. I yeah, I think it's a good discussion. I don't know if um, I anyone here kind of got a chance when scrolling down on Commonwealth to see, um, you know, Larry Engineer. He he wrote his kind of his position on it, um, and. I think one of the key points, we've talked about some of them, but I, I think one of the points that I'm not sure we really hit on, and I'll, I'll just kind of read it here, was it makes, and this was against it, so I guess to clarify to start, he was against it, uh, but he said it makes building DeFi on osmosis much more difficult, 
a DeFi protocol that wishes to provide liquidity to osmosis and utilize its LP reward must first unbond it. This introduces complexity to smart contracts, as well as a 14-day waiting period, which can deteriorate uh, user experience. Um, and then he goes on to say a few other things, but I think that was the main gist. So I, I was curious if like, you guys had any thoughts on that. Do you think that's like overblown? Um, do you think it's a legitimate concern? I mean, from face value, me just looking at it, I, I hadn't even really considered it. Uh, but when I read his, um, his piece here, it, it did give me some reservations. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's what I meant by composability. And I personally don't make a difference between a smart contract or a user because ultimately uh, they are two just interacting entities with a contract uh, and they both need to do now the same, right? Um, because a smart contract is just automatizing what a user could do anyway. Uh, and it's ultimately the same, right? Um, it just stops composability and has less freedom in there and puts more friction on not getting access immediately to liquidity, which we all know is, I think, the blood of DeFi, right? To just release and be able to move liquidity in the right time from left to right. Um, yeah, if it breaks the protocol, yes or no. I mean, Larry himself being a developer and also uh, building, for example, Mars, where he is in there, of course, it makes sense if you have been looking to probably use those rewards in a way. But I said, I mean, personally, it's for me, it doesn't matter if it's a protocol or a user. Um, you just want to be able to do whatever you wish the moment you get it and maybe that's not what we want in the future anymore could also be the case but then the question we just need to answer is kind of why don't we want that anymore and who helps that yeah i think that's fair and i think you know larry's larry's point makes a lot of sense especially coming from the perspective of mars protocol and and where they plug in to um you know where they plug into osmosis if we want DeFi to thrive with osmosis as the central, you know, liquidity mechanism, then, you know, freeing up these rewards for users to use as they see fit, I think does make sense. You know, as you can see, my, my, my decision on, on this matter is uh, still, still up for grabs. Well, Connor, to, to kind of add to that and also go back a little bit um, to the conversation about one specific change having so many different angles attached to it and it's important to explore everything around it too right uh, and i think you know just just to highlight the the work that danku has done for us in cosmos one of the reasons that i personally started to get more involved and actually try protocols was because of him and the education that he provided through the the flow charts for example and being able to connect the puzzles together I think just visualizing that was super helpful because sometimes even just looking like like reading these proposals or you know just in writing it sometimes it's hard to to see everything that goes into one specific change um but just just wanted to highlight that education is important and looking at the different angles and uh different ways that one one, one change can have an effect on the protocol is important just a quick thank you, sir. Appreciate the shout out. Yeah, I think that kind of goes back to you know what I was trying to say earlier, right? Like how all of these changes that are going on and being discussed in silo are interconnected and they all have this outstanding impact. You know, um, liquidity rewards are going to change with concentrated liquidity. So how does that impact this kind of decision? Um, and, and it kind of all you know rolls downhill. 
into a, you know, flourishing or soon to be flourishing uh, DeFi ecosystem throughout Cosmos. Um, you know, not just, you know, Mars and other protocols building on top of Osmosis, but direct competitors to Osmosis and, and like DYDX coming and all of that, you know? So it's, it's just an interesting time to be operating and participating in the ecosystem. Um, because I feel like so much is going to change within within the next twelve months, for better or for worse. For worse, sir, it can't go down anymore. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll never be allowed on another space again if anything bad happens in the next twenty four hours or so. Yeah, if something happens, it happens now due to the Genesis um, stuff that they probably file bankruptcy. Which, if that happens, at least we have them all behind us, right? I mean, whoever comes then is what's the name of this new Bitlato, Bitslato, whatever <laughs> things that nobody uh, has heard yeah. about. <laughs> that was like so, the biggest. That was a big, big, big rug. You know, everyone was sort of gearing up for this decision from the Department of Justice, and no one that I know has even heard of this place. No, definitely not. I was like, wait. <laughs> so I guess sort of a. Uh, pivoting a little bit, you know, moving away from governance uh, and, and the forum discussions and whatnot. Um, you know, we've spoken about Mars a little bit because Dee has mentioned Larry. Um, are there any other, you know, protocols or projects that are building, you know, on top of or in tandem with Osmosis that you guys are super excited about? Proto-Rev, 100%. Um, Skip Protocol's Proto-Rev module is probably like, for me, one of the most exciting things coming. Um, I, I don't think the impact is going to be felt right away, uh, but I think running up into the next bull market, this is going to be one of the key differentiators uh, for osmosis. Do, do you have robo uh, actual numbers or kind of numbers right now around MEV? I think it is still small, right? I have been talking to Mechatech also in uh, Lisbon in person a few months back. Uh, Skip, I was listening to their um, panel that they had on the staking rewards summit. I think both of them are doing an amazing job. It seems that they're even synergistic in some ways and not really working against each other. But at the moment, MEV is still very low, right? But I agree with you that if Cosmos truly kicks off, that this is one of the most important and biggest opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I think, sorry, just jumping with some numbers quick and then I'll pass it right back over to you, Robo. It's, I think it's like around $30,000 every month or so in MEV, at least from Skip's site. So yeah, still pretty, pretty low. And that's directly related to osmosis. Oh, I was just about to ask, is that just osmosis? So you're, you're not including the other, just like modules on other chains, right? Yeah, no, this is just the, the osmosis specific uh, modules that satellite, uh, that Skip deployed. Yeah, and, and that's, thank you for that. I was going to give far less accurate numbers, so appreciate it. <laughs> Flipside saves the day again with the data. <laughs> I can't claim that data, unfortunately. That's directly from Skip's site, as much as I would like to. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so, like, that's why I think it's not going to, you know, be felt, uh, at, at least for the first, you know, maybe year or so. Um, but like you said, Denku, um, if and when the Cosmos ecosystem takes off, uh, MEV is going to scale with it. And it's just something that people are starting to talk about now, um, different forms of MEV capture and MEV prevention. Um, but I, I definitely think one of the more exciting things is gonna be the question surrounding, okay, so what do we do with these, uh, with this captured MEV? 
right? Um, do we use it to create a sustainable real yield for stakers of Osmo? Do we use it to implement a buyback and burn program like some, you know, some protocols have? Do we use it to help diversify the Osmosis treasury? Um, these are all going to be huge discussions that come up once this um, MEV capture scales in value. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great point, Robo. And and for those listening, if they're not aware, like the way that Skip is building Protorev, you know, their MEV module on Osmosis is different than how they're deploying it on other chains. So other chains are primarily focused like on what they call Skip Auction, where you know you have searchers, you know, independent users, uh, they can place a bid to capture an MEV opportunity and then validators can grant them access. And then there's like a, a fee percentage wise there uh, versus osmosis. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Robo, because it's been a little while since I brushed up on this. But, you know, the point that you're kind of making there is like the, the vast majority, if not all of the funds from MEV get redirected back to the community pool, which then can be voted on via governance, how you deploy those. Yeah. So effectively what the module does um, is it's it identifies an arbitrage opportunity. Um, and since it's a module that's built into the chain logic, it has, I guess, what you can kind of call absolute priority um, over certain types of arbitrage or, or, or you know, MEV um, capture. It's not going to be able to capture everything, but it will capture the lion's share. Um, and so when it identifies a, an arbitrage opportunity, it basically, um, you know, mints a certain number of Osmo um, to capture that and immediately burns the Osmo that it used. So and it, the difference for now will go into the module account, um, and then it's up to Osmosis governance to determine how to allocate it, which I'm sure will be a, a super fun <laughs> uh, battle to have. <laughs> yeah, I've foreseen zero issues happening there. No debates. Yeah, Cosmos governance is always super aligned. It'll be fine. <laughs> Orbital Command or Deebs, um, quick question for you. Am I allowed to leak slash ask any questions about that link we were sent um, regarding your standard weekly updates? I don't want to spoil anything, but I have some questions. So, so... <laughs> Are you are you referring to the the typefully link? Yeah, I'm Correct. confused. Oh well, that's um that's published. So the the typefully oh. link should be the one that's like we just published it. So that's probably where the confusion came. I just wanted to get it to you guys as soon as possible, so you had the information. But it's the one pinned. So yeah, ask away. Amazing! This is fantastic news. Um, I know we're we're kind of running out of time here, but um. So in the second tweet, if you guys check the pin tweet, uh, it's actually the very first one, uh, you'll notice that the second tweet is a list um, of many changes coming to Osmosis, a few of which we've already touched on, right? Um, one in particular that I'm curious about is the IBC hooks. And I was wondering if you guys could comment um, on potential sort of, so it, let's actually, let's combine that with some more context, right? IBC hooks, uh, the way, you, you know, uh, you've described it there is it's the last piece to enable cross-chain swaps. Um, Cosmos itself has um, sort of expansionistic efforts in hand at the moment with, um, you know, setting 
eyes on Polkadot, potentially even near or Ethereum, right? We've got a lot of uh, for like Kusame, uh, Kus excuse me, I'm stumbling all over my words. Uh, uh, Kusaman network, right? So when it comes to sort of extra chain integrations, right? So outside of uh, the current Cosmos ecosystem, the future of Osmosis, um, how do we see user interaction there? Like, are we expecting higher bridging volumes? Like what, what should we see reflected in the data say six months from now when it comes to, I know this is a big ask, but um, Osmosis activity with regard to, you know, the coming updates with IBC hooks and, and a lot of the stuff developing in, in the Cosmos. Yeah, that's that that's a great question. And and basically you're asking for a prediction, right? So um, it, it, it's hard to say. And I, I maybe Edwin wants to jump in here too. But what I would say, a few things I've noticed, like I would definitely say, and this was even towards the end of the thread. Um, so I'm sort of answering your question, but also bringing in another point here as well, uh, that I think we're going to continue to see a lot more of native assets for sure, in terms of like assets that like get bridged, right? Because with, you know, general message passing and also uh, protocols like Squid, which are powered by Axelar, um, kind of like that focus there. Um, so I think we're going to see a lot more liquidity um, from these other ecosystems, at least in terms of their native tokens, and you're going to see far less and less wrapped versions on Osmosis. Um, as for like the specific ecosystems, I, I you know that's that's hard to say. I'm not privy to that alpha. Maybe some other people know, uh, but yeah, you're right. I know that you know near and Ethereum. Uh, to your point, with um, them working with. Um, uh, Centauri, if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, but you, the Kusama network is is what you're alluding to is is another obvious kind of like indication of where they're headed, bringing IBC outside of Cosmos. The only thing that I would add is that th there needs to be like a network effect that keeps pulling attention towards what's going on in Osmosis, and then also. Uh, the the relationships that Osmosis has with the other Cosmos chains, right? So, for example, right now, being able to bring in Luna into Osmosis easily, uh, right? That's another update that we had here. Like, already we saw more, more of the people that were holding Luna just start to use Osmosis, right? And, and, and add to the LP. And, and so, I think it's just a matter of, as the ecosystem grows in general, there's going to be more people wanting to get involved and and be curious about the uh, the the osmosis in general. But then, you know, what else can they do once they are in osmosis? So they're coming in, um, you know, to explore what else is is in cosmos. Like for example, I'm still curious about the NFTs on osmosis, right? Like the idea there was that it would create more stickiness and add utility to um, us osmo the token. But, but also to to the chain, right? And uh, the idea that the more active you are or the uh, missions or achievements by uh, leaving money on LP for a while, right? So all these different ways to kind of like gamify DeFi uh, is, is to me the way that just the, the ecosystem is going to continue to grow. Just like one new innovation can we add, right? And we're seeing a lot going on already, uh, but... For me, I'm always curious about NFT, so so I'm waiting to see what's the update there. Thanks. Yeah, I know that was kind of a difficult uh, question to ask for a projection, but you know, with uh, 
so many people out analyzing the data, I wanted to know what we might be able to expect. And I, I really appreciate those comprehensive answers. Um, well, we are coming up on about five minutes left. So I want to make sure that we have time for everybody to sort of uh, do a little bit of like a shill section, let people know what you're working on, where they can find you, um, or sort of give any closing thoughts. Um, so once again, we'll open up like, you know, open stage, uh, feel free to take the mic at any order, um, but let people know what's important to you. Sure. I'll start here. So I'll uh, share a little bit of alpha for the listeners here. We are going to start to create a mentorship program uh, from Orbital Command. And our goal is going to be to help content creators. Uh, for example, Deeves here, he does a lot of our research and writing these threads, right? Uh, we have Dr. Doscoin that hosts Twitter spaces weekly. Um, we have Rebel DeFi that does his YouTube videos. So as Orbital Command, our goal is to provide education and information for the community to stay involved and know what's going on in, in the ecosystems that we validate for. Uh, but for osmosis, uh, we do want to, we want to start with osmosis. And so if there are any content creators or people that, that would like to get started, they just need a little bit of guidance. That's something that we want to help them with and provide some mentorship with since we've been doing this for over, over a year now. Um, and, and so, um, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there just to, um, see if anybody here that's listening is interested for free to dm us if you're if you're curious if you have any questions but we'll be rolling that out in the next few weeks um uh but yeah so that's that's the only thing that i wanted to show here on the flip side end of things um i feel like jessica always has some good flip side alpha or twitter is full of them um as for you know, me, we're just continuing to roll with a ton of community insights and analytics. I feel like, you know, towards the end of last year and the first couple of weeks of 2023, the community's had a ton of great questions. Um, if you, if anyone has any questions that they'd like to see, uh, you know, osmosis data related, please feel free to hop in the, uh, either the osmosis discord and go to the Flipside forum there or the Flipside discord directly and ask us, or you can DM me on Twitter, whatever. Um, but we're always trying to, you know, not only put out great content related to osmosis, but answer, you know, the most important questions to, you know, the active community members. Yeah, since we're on the topic of flip side, I guess I'll chime in a little bit more here. Uh, to reiterate what Connor said, if you've got questions that you want to see flip side answer insights, bother him. Um, I'm probably, I'm, I'm around somewhere. I don't know how much I'll be paying attention. On the osmosis side, we do have a couple of tables that we are excited to build up. Um, maybe looking at a little bit more liquidity pool rewards, stuff like that. Um, but the other big flip side alpha is that we are looking to expand the range of IBC chains that we offer. And we're kind of in a little bit of a biz dev cycle. We might be taking some uh, funding requests, either to grants programs or governance, trying to come up with a good strategy to do so. So I would say keep your eyes out and here and maybe the next two to three months, we have a couple major chain announcements. And sorry, just one more thing from the flip side end of things. I don't know if people are following the Twitter, but we have uh, announced our flip side ambassador program so we've connected with some of our community analysts who are the most active and who we consider experts on our specific chains and our specific partners 
Um, so I see uh, Jordy or Kurama on uh, Listen to the Space, um, and as well as Playwell. Those they are two uh, Osmosis ambassadors, so they'll be active in both Discords that I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, helping provide, helping to use Flipside data to provide answers to any questions that happen. You know, even just in the general chats. You know, um, on top of the ones that are asked to us directly. But they will be, you know, pumping out some great osmosis-related content in the coming weeks. So definitely give them a follow if you're interested in, you know, what's behind the data. Um, yeah, really quick, just to I guess shill some stuff from the uh, osmosis grants end. Um, we we talked a lot about you know outposts today and and some about concentrated liquidity. Um, there are two RFPs right now on the osmosis grants website uh, that I think are really interesting and also very important. Um, one of those RFPs is to build out a front end for those outpost uh, contracts, something that can be, um, you know, uh, adaptable uh, depending on which chain uh, they're launched on. Uh, so you can go check that out at uh, grants.osmosis.zone and there's a section for RFPs. The other one is related to um, basically creating a a market making protocol. Um, I, I know Uniswap v3 has them, but um, that will essentially uh, automate the um, concentrated liquidity strategies. Uh, you know, something that ideally would be built on Osmosis as a Cosmosm contractor, something to that effect. So that's another one that I know is very valuable and, and will become more important um, as concentrated liquidity takes off on Osmosis. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for introducing. Um, all of these important topics. And I wanted to call out one last thing before we end this space. Um, it's the pinned tweet up there. We've got work to do because the question, is osmosis a thing? Uh, the answer resoundingly is yes after listening to this space, but I think we've got a lot more uh, corners of, of crypto Twitter to spread the word, I suppose. Um, so with that, I want to thank you all for joining us. Um, and let you know that you're all welcome back to any Flipside space ever. We would be uh, grateful and enthusiastic to have you. Um, happy building, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, Thank Aaron. You. Bye. Take care, Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Osmosis Roundtable, hosted by Flipside Crypto. Recorded on Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. <laughs> Terraspaces.org. I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you keep listening, head on over to Terraspaces.org/slash/donate and show some support. Now with Spark IDC Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements, of course we're tripping balls, handed reports it The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view, just a bunch of pack of heads Living in a chicken coop, picking at the dinner Finger licking like the plate is good, so kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two. Big thinking energy 
always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastising to digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move, chase a view Just a bunch of peck heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two